This is the Way Podcast. The militias needed to have a heads up that I was coming. I personally think that it, you know, like in chess. So that's how deep the addiction goes. I've been incarcerated most of my life. Having a conversation with or them. They've been given no option, either join or die. Snipers, and it was a military. That film is famously visually gorgeous. If you want to know more about The Way Podcast, go to podcasttheway.com. This is FM 91.7, WHUS Stores at the top of the hour. I'm your host, Billy Trofeski, and today we're talking about the Flat Earth. I'm sitting down with David Weiss, who uh, is a firm believer in the Flat Earth and runs the Flat Earth Podcast. How are you doing today, David? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming out to the show. So, yeah, you run the Flat Earth Podcast. Yeah, so I have the Flat Earth Podcast. I also created an app called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app that helps people learn about this subject that they think is crazy. So before anyone tunes out, stick with me because I have an offer. I'm offering a Bitcoin for anybody that can offer one proof of the globe after they take my challenge. So we'll talk about it. Um, And I would just real quick, if you think Flat Earth is crazy, it's because you have a crazy idea of what Flat Earth is. It's not what Flat Earthers think it is, what you think they think it is. And then the other thing that that you have in common is the heliocentric model, the globe model. You don't fully understand that because once you see it, you can't unsee it. So this is going to be a fun conversation. Sounds good. And a Bitcoin, they're like $45,000 right now. 52 right now. 52. Yeah. My last guess, he had, um, I think it was 15 Bitcoins back in 2015. And he bought pizza with them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, what? <laughs> no, I said, and they bought pizza with them. There's a lot of stories like that. Oh. People like the one guy bought like two pizzas delivered for like 300 bitcoins, or maybe it was even more than that. Oh, I would feel bad. No, he actually got arrested. Like it was this whole story, and the cops stole the 15 bitcoins. So now he'd be like a millionaire. Well, 15 is it will add up. Yeah, one <laughs> five million. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, so let's get into it. So, or oh, 70, why- that's uh, sorry, 750,000. <laughs> Did the math wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> Sounds good. So yeah, look into it. You you believe the earth is flat. And first, what even got you into that? Why do you think the earth is flat? Well, <clears throat> I didn't believe uh, I people I, I was doing a podcast on uh, deceptions of the world. And we were, you know, going through lots of stuff. And then in the third year, people started sending me, hey, Dave, have you looked into the flat earth? And I just thought it was a joke. And I deleted those emails. But then they kept coming and posts on our social media. So like any smart person, I just banned them from our social media for being so stupid as to waste my time to even look into that. But then another researcher who I trust very much, uh, we were having a discussion. I was like, there's so much deception in the news. You know, it's crazy what's going on. And she goes, oh, Dave, it's worse than that. I think the earth might be flat. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I literally just finished banning some people from our social media for hounding me about it. So she sent me some uh, videos by uh, a gentleman named Mark Sargent called Flat Earth Clues. And he was a guy that was looking into it and said, there's something wrong here. And he put out like a bunch of short videos questioning, like this is very strange in the heliocentric model. It kind of leads towards a flat earth. And he was expecting some physicist, some scientist, somebody to respond back and go, no, this is how it works and explain it away. But those explanations never came. So I started researching like heavy duty researching. And after two weeks, I came out the other side going, 
there's no proof of the globe other than what we've been sold in school. Like there's once no you into that flat earth theory, once you researched it, that's how you came out? Yeah, I came out the other side going, the earth isn't a globe. I don't know what it is. If you ask me, I say it's flat, but it's measurably, testably, scientifically, provably flat. We've gone over, um, we've traveled all over the world. We've gone to frozen lakes in... Uh, where were we uh, in in Ballot, Lake Balaton and uh, wherever that wherever that was, and we did laser tests across it where there should be hundreds and hundreds of feet of curvature, but we can shoot a laser across. We've done microwave tests, we've done mirror flashes, we've done uh, all sorts of things with sonar. Uh, you know, a submarine near the bottom of the ocean can see another submarine a hundred miles away. Well, there should be a, a mile high hill of dirt in between them. That, that sonar should bounce off of, but it doesn't. Uh, same thing on the surface. A Navy ship captain um, or you know gunnery guy, whatever, can shoot a pencil-thin thin laser beam and light up another ship over 100 miles away. There should be 6,600-foot 6, hump of water in between them, but there's not. They can see them. We can see too far. So that kind of goes in the, hey, that only works on a flat earth. There's things that go that go into the, that works on a flat earth and ball earth basket. And then there's the only works on a ball earth basket. And guess what? Nothing goes in that basket ever. Nothing. Did you ever see that Netflix movie? They did like a documentary. Yeah, it's called behind, behind, but, well, it's not a documentary. It's a movie. It's called Behind the Curve. I was actually in it. Oh, really? just, you know, just a little bit. I wasn't a main character, but they, uh, it was highly edited and deceptive. It's a complete deception movie where there was two things in there where one of the gentlemen who was doing a, a test with a um, ring laser gyro to see if it processed because if the earth is turning, a gyro holds rigidity in space regardless of gravity. And the gyro did show that it was processing at about 15 degrees per hour. And we're like, huh, that's interesting. And then they cut the, they cut it. That's it. Yeah, that's the, the like finale of the uh, well, movie. Well, no, the, the the laser test was the finale. But he said, mm -hmm. you know what? We better be careful with this. He's joking around. He goes because the 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 ballers, the globe believers, will run with this and and say it proves the Earth, you know, is a curve. And then it's spinning. And uh, then they cut it. Then ten seconds later. They said, well, we're going to do another test, which we're going to try it at different altitudes. And they tried it at different altitudes and at a higher altitude, it processed at a different rate. That proves undoubtedly that it's not the rotation of the Earth and it's the rotation of the ether above the Earth. But they left that out of the movie. And the same thing with the laser. There was a problem. The laser, we were shooting a laser through three holes that were at the same level across two miles. And if the laser can go all through all three holes, it would prove the Earth is flat. And if it didn't, it would say that the Earth is curved. But the laser melted the condenser because lasers spread out. We had this special condenser and it melted it. So we couldn't use the laser. And we tried it with a, just, a, just, we just said, hey, hold that light up. And we held the light up high. We could see it uh, over the board. And then we held it down lower and we couldn't see it. That means that we couldn't see it. And uh, Jaron, the guy that was doing the experiment, he goes, interesting. They cut the movie right there. And then two seconds later, they tried it again, and they brought, the light, they brought the light down, and we could see it. Now, that would suggest that there's no curvature. But everybody there walked away and goes, if anything, it proved the Earth is flat, but it was inconclusive, and we all walked away. But they left that out of the movie.
Yeah, I remember how it cut right there because yeah. like, that was the finale. <laughs> it's like, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> and they, we had an agreement with them because when we do these experiments, they're very they're very difficult to do. They're, you have people, you're miles apart. There's equipment, and then to film it is a whole other thing. You know, you need a lot of equipment. And they said when they we did this experiment that they would film it and they would give us the footage. So we filmed it. And then they never gave us the footage. Then they sold it to Netflix. And that we said, we want the footage. And that, you know, all of the footage. And they're like, well, in our agreement with Netflix, we can't give you that footage because it would have exposed the movie as a lie. So when they came to you, what did you think the movie was? Like, what was your impression? Well, they, they, they sold it as they were going to, uh, you know, just document, uh, you know, our, our proofs of the flat earth. So there's so, so many deceptions out there. And, uh, you know, if you search YouTube, not YouTube, just Google, you know, is the earth flat, you're going to get top 10 reasons why the earth isn't flat or top 10 globe proofs. And they're all debunked. But our we've all been programmed by, you know, Bill Lye, the lying guy with the bow tie and Neil deGrasse Tyson, the high priest of scientism. Uh, with these ridiculous arguments like, you know, boats go over the curvature. Well, if the earth was a curve curved ball boats would go over the curvature but it's not the reason boats disappear from the bottom up is a whole bunch of reasons it has to do with atmospheric density angular resolution limits of your eyes the wave front edge on the water and again we have all of these videos experiments and show you how to do them yourself and verify this for yourself gotcha so if i went out to the ocean coast and i like saw a boat going off in the distance i would see the bottom disappear first but because of different reasons yeah, so, so, you know, when you look out over the water, um, you would see there's an empty horizon. You know, as a boat goes away, it will disappear. It'll disappear from the bottom up. And that's because of all of those things that I mentioned. So, you know, if you watch a boat go, you, you, you see the whole hull of the boat. And as the boat goes away, the bottom of the boat disappears first. And then it rises up. And it looks like it's disappearing, but that's just how your eyes work. But if you get a super zoom camera, you zoom in and the boat that looks like it's already over the horizon comes right back into view. And if that was the case, if it was actually physical curvature, there's no way to zoom it back in. And then, you know, the, the, the argument, the next argument is, well, how come I can't see Mount Everest, you know, from everywhere, you know? Um, and that's because the atmospheric density of the, of the air doesn't let light travel that far. Light doesn't travel for billions of miles and billions of years. That's all mind control. You know, when we, when we look out over oceans, we can we see nothing, but there's things out there. Like there's a spot in Alusia, in, in Alusia, France, where there's this famous viewing spot where you look out over the ocean and Mount Canigou, a big mountain range, is 175 miles away. But at that viewer height and the height of the mountain, the very top of Mount Canigou would be a mile below the physical curve. So therefore you can't see it. But on two days a year, the sun lines up right with the viewing point and the mountain. And as it goes into the distance, you can see the mountain because it gets backlit. Not only can you see the top of the mountain, which should be a mile below the curvature, you can see the entire mountain. That's what and that that's, image is right there. That's that the showing. image I'm showing you, yeah. So, and, and it only happens two days a year. So either the earth is flat for two days a year, or this is a visual optical thing. Gotcha. My um, example, or what I was going to say is like, if I went to the skyscraper in New York City, and I yeah. had a powerful telescope, would I you be able to see Europe? No, because one, Europe is too small. 
you couldn't be. But if you had a powerful enough telescope, you know, a telescope increases the angular size of things so you can see them again. The problem is, I, 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 this Mount Canago thing shows you that you can't even see 175 miles on a clear day. 175. If you're in an Olympic-sized swimming pool and somebody do a smiley face on one end of the pool on the wall, you can't see it from the other end of the pool, even though the water's clear, it's lit up. You can't see the other end of the pool because the light can't push through the liquid. Well, the air is the same thing. It's just less thick. And so we can't see that far. But the sun is more powerful and can push through, and you can see the sun. So, there, there, again, there's so many experiments that you can do to prove, to prove this. I have a, a drone with a 4K camera. And on a super clear day, it has to be zero humidity, very low humidity. So here in the Northeast, I have to be looking west, and uh, it has to be a super clear day, which we don't get many of, and there has to be no humidity, so it's like 32 degrees or, or even colder. And I had my drone up, and I watched the sun go down, 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 and in five minutes, it went from pretty high up right to this horizon, and then it stopped, and it sat there for 10 minutes, and then it just faded away. It just faded. It never goes below the horizon. It just fades away because it's light can no longer push through the soup of the atmosphere, right? These are all things that we can verify ourselves. Yeah, but how come in the morning I can like watch a sunrise? Like what's yeah. that then? Yeah, because when the, when the sun shows up on the horizon, it's literally just has to do with the atmospheric deck of opacity, which is the cloud deck. Even when there's no clouds, over you know 50 miles 80 miles this the the atmosphere just becomes opaque and the that deck merges with the horizon over distance like if i'm i'm right outside of new york city i'm here in greenwich and uh, i can see i can see the manhattan skyline it's about 25 miles away and the, the cloud if i have there's like a spotted cloudy day clouds are over my head there's that cloud deck but those clouds over at New York City are literally touching the water from the way I see it. So they're at eye level and they're touching the water. So that's just due to perspective. And then as the sun goes beyond those clouds, it sets from the bottom up. So when I, when I filmed the, the, what I call the sun fade out, I watched the sun for an extra 10 minutes. My friends at the beach said they saw the sun set from the bottom up 10 minutes earlier. It all has to do with angular perspective, but in the flat earth, sun, moon, and zodiac clock app, uh, there's a frequently asked questions button, top 21 questions come up and it shows you, you know, what, what one of them is, where does the sun go? And we have dozens and dozens and dozens of videos and demonstrations and graphics to show you exactly how the sun sets. And then you can go do it yourself and verify it yourself. Why is it on um, the zodiac? That's like, July, I'm July, so I'm a cancer. Like that's sodium. Cancer right? too. How about hey, that? there you go. <laughs> so the um the the reason I it's called the Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app uh is because uh the Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app is the sky is a perfect clock. The sun goes around once every 24 hours. It's a clock. Okay. And the sun goes around once every 24 hours. So wherever the sun is, it's noon, right? And then the moon goes around slightly slower and the sun will lap the moon once every 28 days. So the position of the moon and the phases of the moon um, dictate the, out the weeks, keep track of the weeks and the months, right? You with me? Yeah, so at first like the earth is flat and the sun's sort of above it going like a clock around it. Is that the idea? 
Yeah, well, the, the Earth is still, the Earth is like a pond. The Earth is not a disc in space, okay? It's not a pancake in space like they want you to believe. It's more like a pond, right? And the edges of the Earth, the edges of, of our known world are land that is just higher than the, than the pond. So that's the edge of the world. And the sun and the moon are within the Earth system, and they circle around over the Earth. They're small, and they're close, okay? Yeah. So the sun and the moon go around... And then the stars are on a separate wheel. And it, I say a wheel, but they spin around. The, the zodiacal stars spin around slightly faster than the sun. So slightly that they only lap the sun once a year. So right now we're in uh, Pisces. The, and, those, and the sun will be in the Pisces zodiac. It spins around with the sun, but it's slightly outrunning it. And then the next one behind it is... Um, Aries, well, I'm not sure. I think it's Aries that's coming up next. Whatever, the one that's behind it will catch up to the sun and the sun will move in to that zodiac for the month. And so the stars keep track of the seasons and the year and the and and the years. So again, it's a perfect clock. If you go out tonight and check out where the stars are, um, well, I'm not able to get this to run to show you, so we're just gonna have to wing it. It's all right, <laughs> because most people are just listening anyway. But if you uh, if you if you go out tonight and mark where the stars are, you, the 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 stars will be in the exact same position on the next year on the same night at the same time. Yeah, isn't the that, uh, globe Earth doesn't don't the stars line up every year the same too? So in the in the heliocentric model in the globe model, the Earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour at the equator. So when you're watching the sunset, you have to believe that you're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound. Okay, that and that's what makes the sunset. While that's going on, you're orbiting the sun every year at sixty six thousand six hundred miles per hour. While that's going on, you're chasing the sun at a half a million miles an hour. So you're corkscrewing and spinning through space, traveling billions of miles every year, every decade. And somehow the stars reset to the exact same position every year, perfectly, right? Do you know that eclipses are on a 18 year cycle and then they repeat again and again and again, the same eclipses? happen again and again and again they happen in different places but they're completely predictable they're like the wheels on a clock so how's that different than like the globe i guess so if you have the flat earth they come the same in that those periods you just mentioned yeah i guess how's well, that different then well how's that different is the earth is stationary all of the stars and everything is fixed in their position except the wandering stars which we call planets now and they're spinning above us right? So they're spinning fixed in their position. That's the only way it can work. If we're corkscrewing through space, right? In the heliocentric model, we're literally corkscrewing through space at speeds that are unimaginable. And somehow all of the stars, you know, go into the same position. We're, we're flying, you know, 500,000 miles an hour is just one of the directions. We're going sideways. In six months from now, we're going to be 180, 186 million miles on the other side of the sun. But somehow Polaris never moves our North Star. It's re, it's it's insanity to to believe that there's no parallax in all of those motions, and all of the other stars are moving in their own relative motions with planets supposedly spinning around them. I don't believe in any of that. It just seems like it's all too much. Like it's just too much. It, it's too big of a lie. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, this is the most important lie of all. Why would they lie? The question is, you know, why why the lie? And the answer is, it's all about control. This world right now is all about um, controlling your mind. And the way they control your mind is they have you trapped in a prison. Your mind is in a prison, and that prison is the ball, right? They put a fence around us without us being able to see the fence because they put us on a ball. And they put a fence over us. They call it the Van Allen radiation belts. And they say we can't get through them. So everyone's content on being here. They don't want you to know. They want you to believe that you are a random speck after a big bang and a whole bunch of mutations from an amoeba to a fish that grew legs that turned into a monkey that turned into a human that you're flying through space where an asteroid could take you out at any moment. We're running out of dinosaur juice, which is also fake. You know, nuclear bombs, terrorists, all of that stuff is contrived. They want us living in fear and and submitting to imaginary authority. So you're saying things like ISIS, like stuff like that's fake too? There, well, there is ISIS, there are terrorist groups, but most of the stuff that's going on in this world is highly contrived and used um, to keep us in fear. COVID? COVID is, uh, you know, if you look into, the, into what COVID is, you know, what happened to the flu this year? Nobody died of the flu. Did you know in 2020, less people died than in 2018, 2019, 2017? Less people died worldwide overall. You know, there's there's a lot of issues with that. The, you know, the PCR test that's not even that's not even testing for a disease. The the developer of that said that uh, it should never be used for uh, diagnosing disease, and he mysteriously died a year before COVID happened. So there's some big questions with this whole COVID thing. Gotcha. And like, so I guess bring it back to like why fake it. Yeah. So I guess, can't they still have the control if it's a flat earth? Like, how does that create control? Yeah, yeah so it, what it is, is they don't want us to know that we are not a random speck flying through space in a godless or distant god universe. They don't want us to know that we are in a created system. This world is intelligently designed. So what does that mean? If it's intelligently designed, that means there's no denying that there's a creator. Now, who's the creator? That's your own journey. That's a, everyone's personal journey. Uh, I, I have my beliefs, but... The world is designed. We are the, the center of creation. We have what's called natural law, God's law, you know, free will, universal law, what, whatever you want to call it. And nobody has dominion over us. Nobody can take away our free will unless we willingly give it to them. And the best way to take it is have people believe they're in a prison, have people believe that they're in fear that so many things can happen to them and willingly give away their rights. So like a lot of flat earth is us being the center because God or well, a religious. It's not, I'm definitely not it. religious. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a religious person. As a matter of fact, you know, I'd be listening to a radio show. I'm like, oh, these guys are great. Good stuff. Information, good health information, good, whatever conspiracy. I'm loving it. And then they'd mention the Bible or the Quran. I'm like, oh, you're out. You're religious fanatics. And, uh, and, and I let it all go. But when I discovered uh, scientifically using real science, when people say, when I say to people, why do you think the earth is a globe? They go, well, science. They go, what science? So like physics. I'm like, well, you can't just use words. You have to tell me which physics. All of the tests, you know, all of the math. I'm like, we don't live on a mathematical equation. What test? What are you talking about? And you find out there's nothing. There's really nothing behind it. And it makes absolutely no sense. So um, where was I going? What was the question there? I'm sorry. It was, um, is flat earth theory, is it like religiously based? No, there are a lot of, you know, 
um, Christians in Flat Earth, but there's a lot of Christians everywhere. There's a lot of everything, everyone, everywhere. But everyone in Flat Earth understands that the world is created, that we live, you know, in this created world, and all and most of the things that we're taught to be afraid of uh, don't exist, and you know that space agencies are here to deceive us. They're not. They're not doing what they say they're doing. So it's a lot to unwind. And again, the flat Earth, sun, moon, and zodiac clock app. I'm telling you, if you get it, it you know it's. And I'm here. I'm not here to sell apps. I'm here to spread a message. And the best way to learn about it is with my app. And it, you know, it's the app is three dollars. But what what I'm saying is, everything in the app is free on the web. You can find it yourself. It'll take you 500 hours to find what maybe the app will show you in just maybe five hours. So if your 495 hours are not worth $3, there's bigger issues in your life than that. So there you go. And go Zodiac, again, I forgot to ask. So when like the new Zodiac comes around, is that yeah. like a new star replacing the sun or what was the star switching part? What was that? So the the zodiac you have you know you have your zodiacal signs in the sky and they're 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 spread out like a pizza right so they're all there there's there's twelve there's a big circle in the sky and you have all of your twelve zodiacs that go around in this one ring in that circle and so there's there's twelve of them evenly divided up and spaced out they're spinning slightly faster than the sun so they go with the sun so. If they're, it's in Cancer, and then the next month, the next one moves up to the sun, and it's in whatever whatever comes after Cancer. I don't memorize the, the order of the zodiac. So the sun is in its sign. So you and I are both Cancers because we were born in July, and in July, the sun is in the zodiac of Cancer. And so every year, it repeats. Does that have an impact, or is that just – what's the impact so, of that? So we're talking about astrology now, right? I used to laugh at astrology. Astrology, that's crazy. How could Mars being retrograde 25 million miles away or whatever the distance is affect my life at all? What, what difference does that make? And, you know, it's gravity can't even affect the tides. You know, it doesn't affect the moon. How could it affect me? Well, that's because Mars is not uh, 25 million miles away. It's not a big rocky planet like they tell us. Mars is within the Earth system. And it's more of an energetic light. All of the wandering stars, planets, are named after gods. What are they? I don't know. The only thing that we could accurately say about the things that we see in the sky, including the sun and the moon, is that they're lights. We can't tell you how big they are. We can't tell you how far they are. We can't tell you anything. But we can take our consumer optics. We can get a Nikon P900 camera for a couple hundred bucks as an 83 times zoom and zoom in on a star like Arcturus. And you can see that it's not a burning ball hundreds of billions of miles away. You know, it's right here within the Earth system. And then you look at another star, like the star Capella, it's more colorful and has geometric shapes and it's pulsating. And these are nothing like what NASA shows us. NASA shows us all cartoons. Gotcha. So what, um, what do you think about some family of mine is into like flat earth and things along that lines. I remember him telling me like, Oh, one of my friends is kind of a nut job. He goes far. He says the sun is this like giant lamp. And then like the sun's this lamp and they have a switch for it. And that yeah. like all this stuff that goes far beyond. That's disinformation. So when you, again, if you Google, you know, flat earth, close sun, whatever, 
you're going to get you know, with Google will serve you um, stuff that'll make you laugh at flat earth. If you Google flat earth, you end up at the flat earth society. Oh, also, I remember it was, um, yes, yeah, so it was a lamp. And then he like showed proof with like these black pixels in the sun. And he was like, oh, look at that. That's what it no, was. No, you mean though, you mean the artificial sun. Yeah. You're that's talking what about was. the artificial sun. Um, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the artificial sun, but the sun is not what we think it is. The sun that we see is not a physical object. And I could prove that because you can't triangulate the position of the sun. The more people you add, you know, in different positions trying to triangulate the distance to the sun, the worse, the farther off the distance gets. When in fact, when you try to triangulate a physical object, the more people you have, the more accurate it gets. Like if you lose your cell phone, the more cell towers that can find your cell phone, the closer it can nail it with its position. So it's the same thing when you're trying to triangulate a physical object, you know, two people, you know, 10 miles apart, whatever, 50 miles apart. Um, when we look at the sun, we all see it. Uh, it's more like a reflection within the Earth system. The sun itself, I believe, is outside of the dome, which we call the firmament. So, yeah, it's like a flat Earth, and then there's like a dome. That's what the atmosphere? Well, the so the the question is, is the dome a physical dome, or is it, a, is it like glass? I mean, the Bible says it's made of molten glass, but you know, again, I'm not a Bible person. So, you know, what is it? I don't know. Is it frozen oxygen or, or something? Again, I don't know because it's speculation. I can't I can't go there. But there's uh, there's we have there's a rocket that was shot up all the you know, NASA, SpaceX, all their rockets go up, they curve out, they go out into over the Bermuda Triangle and they crash. And then they show you cartoons saying they went into space. But there was a rocket called the Go Fast rocket that went up in uh, in um, Arizona, and it went out, it was an amateur rocket, it went straight up 73 miles, uninterrupted video of it going up from from the rocket. And when I got up to 73 miles, it hit something, it went plunk, and you heard this noise, it went into like a thicker medium. And uh, at 73 miles, it started, it was just like floating for a little bit. And one, one of the funny things was, or not funny, is after it hit, it turned sideways and the camera looked across the plane of the earth besides seeing a pretty darn flat edge. That's not the reason uh, I'm bringing the story up is it saw the moon. Okay. Well, that's not so strange. It saw the moon and the moon at that time was over New Zealand. So the moon there, there was the moon it's over Arizona. There's no way that it could see uh, the moon from Arizona. Because, you know, if, if a basketball was the earth, then that rocket was a quarter of a millimeter or less over that basketball. And, and New Zealand was on the far side of that basketball. Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, you're saying it's like digitally put in the moon. No, it didn't digitally put in the moon. We could see it, the earth is flat. That's the only explanation for being able to see the moon. Oh, you know, okay. we're, we're here. We're both in Connecticut. Down is down. Okay, down is down, up is up. Now, left and right and forward or back are relative to the way we're facing. Your left is probably not the same as my left, right? Because yeah. we're facing in different directions. But up is up, down is down. Now, somebody in Australia, they're off to my side. Down is down for them, up is up for them. It's the same thing. Down is down for me here, and down is not up for someone in Australia. Down is down for everybody. Up is the same up for everybody. Left and right, forward and back are all relative to your position. There is no upside down on a spinning ball flying through an infinite vacuum, which breaks the second law of thermodynamics anyway. 
so gravity is that the flat earth going upwards at like 9.8 meters per second you've been doing your research and google has been mind trapping you perfectly you ended up at the flat earth society which is not what we think the flat earth society shows you a disc in space it says that the earth is rising no flat earther believes the earth is rising now gravity is a little more complicated but it's kind of easy the earth is a dielectric electric plane it has a measurable negative charge to it. Measurable, testable, scientifically provable. It's not arguable. And it has that negative charge to it. And then if you leave, once you leave the Earth, when you're a, a meter off the Earth, there's 100 volts of electricity in the air. It's fact. It's measurable. It's, uh, you know, and then every meter you go up, it goes up by 100 volts. That's a lot. So anything that's attached to the Earth has a negative charge to it. Once you leave the Earth and you go up into that voltage, you now have a positive charge to you. And that negative charge of the earth attracts. It's a weak attraction. It sets it, it says, hey, down is this way. And then buoyancy and density sort everything else out. So if I had a handful of ping pong balls and marbles and I dropped them from the in the air over a swimming pool, they'd all fall through the air because they're more dense than the air. The ping pong balls would sit on the top of the water and the marbles would go to the bottom because the marbles are more dense than the than the water. And the way they know it's down is the negative charge of the earth is pulling on that. It's, it's, um, that's, that's the basics of it. But again, on the flat earth, sun, moon, and zodiac clock app by blue water Bay, if you hit the question mark up come the frequently asked questions and on the bottom, it's uh, one of them is, you know, what about gravity? And if, if you click the, what about gravity button, up come all of the videos that Google will not serve you. And again, I'm not telling you to believe a video, you know, how you where you get your information from YouTube. No, YouTube is just a host of everything crap of garbage and and good stuff. Um, you just have to sort it out. It's like life. Life is filled with everything. So this will explain it to you better than any college course. will. we have amazing videos, amazing explanations by, um, you know, very, very smart people. And then you can see it for yourself and you can all test this stuff yourself. We can change the weight of something by changing its electrical charge. We can make things heavier by adding a charge to it. All right. So to make sure like I got it right, the way it's um, with the globe, it's perceived mass is attracted to mass for the flat earth. It's sort of like a charge where, yeah, it's like an attraction to the charge. The only true forces in our world are electricity and magnetism. Both of those are, um, brother and sister, our world is a giant battery. You've heard, you know, our, our, our earth has free energy in it. This whole fossil fuel nonsense is just about mind control and controlling our controlling us. But the, the, I forgot my point was, yeah. What was your, you asked the question? It was, um, yeah. Instead of like masses attracting, it's a uh, charge. It's uh, attracting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the whole mass attracting mass has been tested and never been proven. Mainstream science says, we don't know what gravity is. We don't know how it works, right? Yeah. Uh, and they have to make up dark matter and dark energy, which is 90 plus percent of it. They say, well, space has to be 90 percent, you know, dark matter, dark energy, because gravity doesn't work without it. Well, it runs into a whole bunch of problems, the three body problem, the... You know, they're making up stuff when we can provably, scientifically provably prove, uh, you know, what's causing this downward attraction. Yeah, but it sounds like you're against that science, but you kind of like your science. 
Well, no, they don't have any science. That's the thing. They, right. they make up things. See, their science is unverifiable. You can't verify anything that NASA does. NASA says the sun is 93 million miles away. Do you know how they figured that out? They, they figured it out because they said, well, Venus is about the same size of Earth. And one day it transited the sun. And we had people observe it from the East Coast and the West Coast. And it started at the different times and ended at different times for both of them. And we did a whole bunch of math. And we calculated um, how far it was. Well, the math is good math. They did the math correctly. The problem is they assumed Venus is the size of Earth. They assumed it. Okay, that's like me assuming you have a million dollars in your bank account. I'm going to double it every day for three days. So tomorrow you have two million, the next day you have four million, the next day you have eight million. Therefore, you have eight million dollars in your bank account, right? Wouldn't complain. <laughs> well, you have eight million dollars <laughs> yeah, in your yeah, bank yeah, account I because I assumed you had a million. They assumed Venus was the size of Earth. I say Venus is the size of a decent sized beach ball. Prove me wrong. How big do you think it is? I don't know. I don't think Venus is a physical object. I think it's the when we see it in the sky, it's within our sky, which isn't, you know, that far. It's 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 within a very small distance. And again, I don't want to I, I don't want to say any specific distances, but you know, when I zoom in on the moon, I can see more detail on the moon than when I zoom in on New York City 25 miles away. What well, why why is that? Got me can answer that. Yeah. But what about um the sun like so I guess, again, you can't say like what size, but like what kind of yeah, size the, would you say? Well, the sun, again, it, we all see it. We all have our, per, this is where it gets gets kind of interesting. Uh, we all have um, our personal relationship with the sun, right? You can use this allegorically where the sun, you know, gives a, the sun in the sky, the S-U-N is very similar to religions where you have the S-O-N. Right. If you if you and I were at the water watching the sunset and we we're 50 feet apart or whatever, you would see the sun walking on the water to your feet. Right. You'd see that streak across the water. Yeah. By the way, that streak can only happen on a flat surface. It can't happen on a curved surface. And I would see it walking on the water to my feet. So I could say I'm and then if you looked over at me, you wouldn't see the line that I see. And I wouldn't see the line that you see. We're both seeing two different things. So you could say that I'm having my own personal relationship with the sun. Interesting. Right, the sun lets us see. The sun warms our lives. It feeds us. It gives us energy. Right, all of that stuff can be related to religions. You know, the sun and it's, it migrates in between the two tropics every six months. And when it goes all the way out south, it's when it dies on December twenty-first. And then three days later, it rises again on the sound of three or four days later, it rises on the 25th. Again, it starts coming back. So you could say the sun dies on the 21st and is reborn on the 25th. Sorry if I misunderstand, but when we be without a sun, the 22nd, like 23rd, 24th. no, no, it's not, it, it just stays out there. It's, it doesn't come back. It's not going any farther away. It's as far away uh, from us as it can. We're in the middle of our winter in the inner North here. And then it starts coming back. Right. So there's there's a lot of um, you know a lot of people believe that you know many religious stories are allegories for the the path of the wandering stars and the sun, the sun in the sky. You know, without the sun, we're all dead, right? The sun. You know what's funny is uh, I used to be in the solar power business, and uh, solar panels are pretty amazing. But the funny thing is, scientists don't know how they work. 
they they have a theory. They're like, well, the photons are coming, you know, from the sun, you know, which takes eight minutes to get here. You know, photon takes a billion years to come from the middle of the sun to the outside of the sun, then it takes another eight minutes to get here. And then the photon hits the uh, solar panel and it knocks a boron molecule out. And then another boron molecule fills the hole and then it creates a current. It's this whole theory that they don't even believe but it's the only explanation they have. And the truth is the reason they can't see how that works because the, because the, the answer is right in front of their faces. The sun is not a burning ball of hydrogen 93 million miles away. The sun is, a, is like a Tesla coil. It's an energy source. It's a focus point of energy and it's sending electricity to the earth and the solar panels is just gathering the electricity. If you put two houseplants, one in front of a fireplace and one in front of a, a ray of um, lights, which one's going to grow and which one's going to shrivel up? The one in front of the fire is going to shrivel up and die, and the one that's in front of the electric lights is going to grow. Yeah. The electricity from the sun is what powers the Earth battery. The Earth is a battery. The sun and the moon are the anode and cathode. The land, all of the continents are the salt bridge. The salt water is carries the current from this electrical system that we live in. There is free energy here beyond anyone's possible imagination. So is us getting like vitamin D when we step on the sunlight? Is that like our bodies collecting energy in a sense? Absolutely. We are, we are light beings. We are electrical. Uh, we are electrical beings. Everything done in our body is done with electricity. We get that electricity from the light, from the sun, right? When we eat, we're eating light. Like when we're eating plants, we're eating the light that they absorb. You know, the photosynthesis, uh, you know, the whole thing with chlorophyll and stuff. That's true, but it's not from photons. It's from electricity. Gotcha. It's, it's from electricity. All right. I want to ask too. So we have the flat earth with the dome and I can't ask you, but the Antarctica, which surrounds the flat earth. What do you think's on the outside? So say you go beyond the stars or say you go below the flat earth or just in any direction. So, so you can't go below the flat earth. The way I describe it is the flat earth is the basement of the universe. The, so when there's this, just the basement of the universe and then there's this pond, the giant lake, and that's the world lake. All of the continents are surrounded by water and all of the water is surrounded by Antarctica, which is the Antarctica is the highest land on earth. Where does a puddle form? It forms in the low spot and the land that's higher than it is the edge of the puddle. So if we go to the edge, we climb up on Antarctica, which is like 200 feet over our heads. And then where do we go? There's tens of thousands of miles outwards. And guess what? Nobody, no corporation, no person is allowed to explore out there. It's off limits. In 1959, the Antarctic Treaty went into effect. All the countries in the world, before environmentalism was even a word, um, they came, they put up the, they said, we have to protect the penguins and the ice. You know, no human can go there. Uh, Admiral Byrd flew out in the 1950s over Antarctica and said, there is a there is more land than the United States that nobody has ever stepped foot on filled with resources, but somehow we have to protect all of this. It has to stay pristine. Nobody is allowed to go there. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's worse than that. The 60th line, South Latitude line, the 60th parallel, nobody's allowed to go beyond there. No one's allowed to bring fuel beyond there. Now, yeah, you can go to Antarctica. It'll cost for a sightseeing tour. There's 15 different companies that will that you can sign up with, but guess what? They're all run by the same company. So they're really 15 companies disguised, you know, one company disguised as 15. 
right? And it'll cost you a ton. They'll take you to this little peninsula, which is really big. It's bigger than some countries. And they'll show you some penguins. They'll show you some icebergs. They'll take you to a pole, a ceremonial South Pole, out a little bit. And uh, they'll tell you it's the South Pole. But you can't verify it because compasses don't work and there's no GPS out there. Compasses don't work because you're too far from the north. There is no South Pole. And then you're out. Nobody is allowed to go out there. And there's many, many problems with the South versus the North. If the Earth was a tilted ball, every six months, opposite hemispheres should have the same weather, the same light, the same everything, but it's not the same. 60 degrees South, there's nothing. There's no plants. There's no animals. 60 degrees North, there's tons of animals, tons of plants, people. Okay? Yeah. So it's very interesting. Yeah, and for, for the audience, it's a, you can't see it, but it's a flat Earth. And instead of Antarctica being the South Pole, Antarctica surrounds the flat earth. It's the, the shore, it's the shoreline of the flat earth. Go look at the United Nations map. The feathers are Antarctica, just the edge of Antarctica. And the map is the map. It's the same map. It's a flat earth map. So are you saying like beyond the ice that I'm seeing in the image, is it like all green or unknown or is so, it all just continuous land? Good, good question. It's unknown, but we can speculate. <clears throat> There's lots of stories about lots of things. Um, lots of movies about it. Perhaps we live. I was thinking in, that could be a good like Stephen King novel. <laughs> well, it already is. It, think about Lord of the Rings, the inner earth. Okay. The middle earth, right? We live in the middle earth, maybe beyond Antarctica. This is Antarctica. Maybe beyond Antarctica, there's extra territory, extra land, extra terra, extraterrestrials would come from the extra land in the outer space beyond Antarctica. Okay, there's there could be other lands and another sun and another moon out there. And then beyond that, another sun and another moon. So those are that's called uh, the ring theory. Again, you know, every every culture before us, before NASA, the biggest religion in the world was a flat earth. Everything was flat earth. Here's the other thing. Right. The um, we're we, we we're we're brainwashed into believing that uh, the ancient Greeks figured out the earth was flat, but that's a made up story. The story of Aristophanes with his sticks and shadows, that didn't show up anywhere until the late 1900s in any books. It was nowhere to be found, right? That's the most famous story, you know, from what is it, 2000 years ago? The, but it, it's in no books until the 1980s when it was stuck in the school books, right? I was interviewing a woman named Ruth, who uh, 102 years old from in, February of 2020. And uh, she had such a great, I was interviewing her about the World's Fairs, which is another rabbit hole. And uh, she had such a great memory. She's telling me a story about when she was five years old. And I said, asked her, I said, what did they, where'd you go to school? She went to school here in Connecticut. This was down in Florida when I interviewed her. And she'll be the name of the school, public school, teachers' names, kids in her class. I'm like, what did they teach you about the earth? And I had never mentioned any of this to her. And she goes, they taught me the earth was flat. This was in Connecticut public schools in the 1920s. So then we started digging deeper and we found newspaper articles on microfilm about teachers in the 1900s, early 1900s, that were being persecuted for trying to teach heliocentrism in the school. We found another woman from Croatia that in the 1930s, she said all the schools in Croatia were taught the earth is flat. What they did is they hijacked us after a great calamity that happened in the late 1800s, and they hijacked our reality, the people that, that took over, that reclaimed this world, and they, they literally put us in a prison, and that prison is the heliocentric solar system. And that is to 
remove us from God. Uh, you know, there's plenty of people here that have found God that are having good lives that are good people. Well, not, not that, that's fine, but they don't want everyone in a situation where you cannot deny there being a creator. Once you see the earth is flat, once you understand that it's not a heliocentric big bang, you can no longer deny that it was created by something of intelligence. Okay. Say God creates earth and creates, yeah, say God creates everything, the universe. Why wouldn't God create the earth as a globe and the sun as a sphere? And why would God specifically Absolutely. Make, you yeah, could, make but, it, but it's not. Yeah, we can, we can see. So here's the thing. You know, we, can, we can measure. We can take measurements. We can see too far. We can measure too far. We can, you can't have high pressure next to, low, next to low pressure or vacuum a space without there being a physical barrier. It breaks the second law of thermodynamics. And people say, well, gravity is holding the air down. Well, that's not true at all. I mean, I could take a straw, point it down, and with the weak vacuum of my lungs or low pressure, I can pull water and air up and away from gravity at any altitude. So why doesn't all the air get sucked into space? None of it makes any sense whatever, what, whatsoever. There is a, a map found in Hawaii, a Japanese map, showing a, a, an Earth with a whole bunch of continents, like 50 other continents outside of Antarctica. There's all sorts of stuff from our past that don't, don't point to any of this heliocentric nonsense. Do you think in that like outside area, would that be like aliens or UFO or something different? Well, so aliens, I, I like the word extraterrestrials. I think words have meaning. Extra is more. Terra is more, is land. Extraterrestrials across the Earth plane. Where across the Earth plane? They're out there in the outer space beyond Antarctica extraterrestrials instead of flying trillions of miles through vacant space and crashing in roswell if that was even real they're coming from just beyond antarctica a day flight away okay they can go and come back and go back for dinner they leave in the morning they can come here they can abduct somebody and they can go back for dinner okay they're not traveling billions and trillions of miles. Think about this. I'm going to throw some numbers at your head, and this is going to make your head spin. Are you ready? Unlike the Earth. So first, <laughs> let's understand how big a trillion is. How long is one trillion seconds? It's 31,000 years. One trillion seconds. Seconds is 31,000 years. Okay, so keep that in mind. So that's just showing you how big a trillion is, okay? So we're told that our sun is this giant, big, um, big, giant ball, and we're a little tiny ball next to it, like a, one of those big gym yoga balls. That's the sun, and the Earth is a small marble next to it, right? Yeah. You with me? Yeah. Okay. So if the if the sun was just a mile over your head, it would fill the entire sky, right? It would fill the entire sky, right? It's a mile over your head. It's just so big that you look up, all you would see is the sun, right? Yeah. And then if you move the sun away, as something goes away, it gets smaller, right? It reduces in size. So if we move it to, uh, you know, where they tell us the sun is at 93 million miles away, it, uh, it reduces from the entire sky, it goes from the entire sky to literally the size of a coin held at arm's length. So it's tiny. If you made it eight times farther, how much smaller would it get? Well, we can scientifically prove that its angular size would reduce so much that your eye could not resolve it. So just remember that distance. Eight times farther is, I will call that distance, the I can no longer see the sun distance because it's too small. Okay? Mm -hmm. Distance. All right, I can no longer see the sun because it's too small distance. 
in the heliocentric universe, uh, solar system, they tell us that the closest star, all these stars are like their suns, some of them bigger, some of them smaller, but we can see them with our naked eye. The closest star to us, ready? The closest star is 40,000 times farther than the I can't see the sun because it's too small distance. It's 40,000 times farther, and all of the other stars are magnitudes farther than that. How is it possible for us to see them? It's impossible, scientifically provably impossible, not theoretically, because our eyes have our angular resolution limit, and we know as things go away, they get smaller, and we know how small the sun would get, it would be too small to see. These things are magnitudes too small. Everything that we see is within the star, is within the Earth system. We send balloons up to 120,000 feet. We set a balloon up in uh, in the desert in Aust in um, where were we? we were out west uh, in Arizona. And is that it was part of the movie, weird. or is that separate? No, this is separate. This, okay. with these are balloon tests, and then they're all in the app that you can see. And we had a balloon. Uh, we had high definition cameras facing up, and before the balloon even took off, we could see the stars. It was a beautiful starry night. And so, as you go up, you think when you get to 10,000, 20,000 feet, wow, the stars are really going to be amazing because we're above the thickest, dirtiest part of the atmosphere. Well, by the time we got to 50,000 feet, or 50 or 60,000 feet, somewhere around there, all of the stars disappeared. Gotcha. So what what does that mean? Why don't you ask me what that means? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. What it, what it means is maybe this, we're seeing the stars the same way we see the sun and the moon. It's all relative to our position, and they only appear at lower altitudes than that. I don't know. Again, all of the stuff over our head, you know, people say, you know, well, those, 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 all those other planets around, well, they're, are they round? Are they really? You know, is the moon really round? You, you don't know. Right, because we can't. It looks round, but you know, if you look at the moon, it, it could be flat. It could be a cup. It could be concave. Uh, you know, we've we've done experiments where we show that we show four moons, and they all sure look round, but are they round? You know, that you can't tell because we only see one side of the moon. It doesn't rotate. Um, you know, it does rotate, but it rotates in a way that only one side faces us. Right. Yeah. So, and again, it doesn't even matter if it was round because if the earth, if the moon, um, the, 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 the shape of the lights in your ceiling have nothing to do with the shape of your floor. The God. pools on a pool table have nothing to do with the shape of the pool table. It's not seen as like the same math or the same physics. It's just, it's designed round if it is, while the earth is designed it's flat if it is well, I, I don't believe the sun is a physical object. And, and you know, when, when we look at the optics in the sky, uh, the, the sun, sometimes there's things called sun dogs. And uh, we see, like, it looks like multiple suns. It's just how the sun um, ends up refracting into our sky. There's, there's so many things that, um, you know, the, uh, if the sun, if the light of the sun is coming through a dome, there's all sorts of different patterns that we see that we can recreate with a glass dome and, you know, shining a light through it that that kind of mirror exactly what we see in the sky under certain conditions. So, again, the optics of the sky are super complicated, um, but they don't they don't dictate the shape of the ground below our feet. And I forgot to ask this sooner, just came back. Yep. 
but you talked about like the bracket and how it would go up break and then we'd see a different footage yeah spacex didn't they release a rocket that then landed itself yeah that again if you if if you have any critical thought and look at those rockets landings, they're all fake. They're all nonsense. They don't. They're not landing rockets. You know, they're not landing rockets on rafts in the middle of the ocean. Um, in you know where there's heavy winds and this rocket comes down and does a bullseye. This these are impossible things. And there's no witnesses ever to these. And every time they do a landing. You can't see they, the, the camera cuts out at the last second. They say it's due to vibrations, right? And then all of a sudden it's there. This thing, the thing's falling out of the sky. It weighs 40,000 pounds empty and a little bit of fire coming out of the bottom and it somehow stabilizes itself and lands on a raft. Nonsense. It's all nonsense. It's all computer graphics. It's all fake. That see, this is the this one was the hard part for me because when we look at, you know, what about the space shuttle? What about, you know, all of that stuff? Well, most of the big there's no one ever on those rockets most of the big rockets are the, the nobody's there at the launch you're the closest people are 10 miles away minimum 10 miles away that's like looking across long island sound for us double the distance right what are you really going to see you don't know what size that thing is you don't know what it is you don't know how fast it's going there's so many things that we can that we captured fake um, that I can just tell you about them, but you won't believe me because you're like, you, people are emotionally attached to it. But in the app under, what about NASA? We have a hundred videos in there that you can see and you go, huh, that's what I was seeing. That's what's going on, right? There's all sorts of stuff. We've caught NASA with holographic projectors on their lawns. What are they doing with those? Got me. Yeah, they're 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 fooling us. They're faking, they're faking the world around us, and it's all about control. You, you know, think, if you had a, a mountain lion, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like SpaceX. Now that that's the new one getting in on it, it's sort of joining that same boat. It's it's all the same. SpaceX, you know, SpaceX launched their their launched a Tesla into space. Right. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's the craziest thing ever. And it wasn't even up as high as the International Fake Station, which I call it. And it could see the entire globe Earth. Well, the space station can't see the entire globe Earth. It's not high enough. But somehow we can see the entire globe Earth. It's insane what they're what they're faking. And there's all sorts of glitches that happen. CGI glitches. Let me ask you a question pretty cool he sent his tesla roadster into into space and that got an amazing picture selfie with the earth in the background don't you think that poster should be in every tesla showroom there's not a single cool. picture of it in any there's not a single photo of it anywhere it never made time magazines cover national geographic popular science it never made any of those it never made it on the news right it was just the live stream that they did and then they actually edited the live stream after the fact, which you can't supposedly can't do, but they had a they had a mistake when they were landing the the boosters. They had a screw up, um, and we caught it and downloaded it before they changed it. And then they changed the live stream without ever saying it was ever changed. So this is a massive thing, but we catch them all the time. The problem is, if it's not on CNN, Fox, MSNBC, people don't think it's real. Most people who are flat earthers, they get their news through. Like you said, the YouTube or what's the idea? Well, no, we, we research it ourselves. We do our own experiments. We go out and we, you know, we look at 
um, we look at things and and do our own experiments. We watch how they fake the moon landings, how easy it is to drop in backgrounds and make it look like you're on the moon. It's unbelievably easy. And and but the thing is, they screw up all the time. NASA gets sixty five million dollars a day. Right. That's supposedly what they get. At least that's what they take from us. That's why we have to work for a third to a half of the year for the government. You know, we're giving our money back. Right. That's our labor. And we're giving it back to fund things like NASA. OK, it, it's nonsense, man. We are we are being hijacked on a way that, you know, anyone that says, well, I don't I, I, I you know, what difference does the shape of the earth make? Well, it does. It makes a huge difference. Right. The International Space Station, we catch them hanging from wires, right? They'll show us guys are flipping stuff around, doing their little talk, and then somebody will float by in the background. I'll zoom in on it, and we can see the harness and the wires that they're hanging from, okay? If you're faking men floating in space, you're faking everything, okay? But we caught them. Sometimes they'll be on a live stream. They're hanging from their harnesses, and then the green screen screws up. And they glitched out and they cut out, they cut the scene out and they take the video down, but we grab it already. They're, they're flipping over and their wires get tangled and they have to grab the wire, you know, to straighten the guy out. And it, sometimes their wires don't work. There's all sorts of stuff. It's amazing how many times they screw up. While preparing, I told my researcher to go to like the Flat Earth Society. Yeah. Let me see some information there. Yeah. And she and responded that's all back, disinformation. Yeah, that's what I found interesting. She said uh, a lot of people view the Flat Earth Society as government controlled. It is a government run website. As a matter of fact, President Obama uh, plugged it a half a dozen times during his speeches. We don't like need, what? we don't have time for a meeting of the Flat Earth Society because he's using that mind control. So if someone hears about Flat Earth, they type in Flat Earth Society. Even if you don't type in Flat Earth Society, you Google Flat Earth, images of Flat Earth, they're going to show you a whole bunch of pancakes floating in space. That's what they want you to believe. That's from the Flat Earth Society. They don't want you to know that the Earth is more like a plane with a pond that's melted out. Gotcha. And, oh. and there's so there's so many things like if you look at southern flight routes, that's the one that'll really get you. Southern flight routes, like from Santiago, Chile, to uh, to New to uh, Australia, the the flight routes make absolutely no sense on a globe. You would think that Santiago, Chile, is at the bottom of a of a of a ball, right at the bottom of the globe. So you should be able to go right across Antarctica or just scoot around the bottom portion of the globe there to get to Santiago. But that's not what they do. They go all the way up to the United States and all the way across and all the way down to Australia. But if you want to go to the other side of Australia, it's worse. They go all the way up across America, all the way over to Europe and Dubai, and then they go down this giant U. They go all why do they go all the way up north when they could just cut across the bottom of the ball? And the answer is because it's a straight line. You go all the way up across America, over to Europe, Dubai, it's a straight line. Airplanes fly straight and level over the earth plane, right? They, the, the all NASA manual, I mean, uh, FAA manuals, CIA documents that are declassified, they say they treat the earth as a non-rotating plane. Why would airports, why would aviation engineers model air flight over a flat non-rotating plane if it's a spinning spherical earth why wouldn't anybody circumnavigate south no one's ever circumnavigated south gotcha 
also with that last image where you see like the Antarctica around the whole earth. Yeah. Are flat earthers, are they um for or against like climate change? Because wouldn't that melt the ice? Well, you know, they tell us if, if Antarctica melted, the oceans would rise by a whole, you know, 50 feet, 100 feet or 200 feet, whatever it is. If Antarctica was just this little continent at the bottom of a ball and the entire thing melted, how much would that really raise the earth? The earth is gigantic. But in reality, Antarctica is bigger than all of the oceans and all of the continents combined. And if all of that ice melted, Mount Everest would go underwater. Okay? Yes. There's that much. Yeah, so wouldn't that agree but, with it, though? Like, maybe for a different reason. But wouldn't that agree that, like, oh, you don't want that to melt because then it would elevate? Yeah, I don't believe uh, I don't believe in man-made climate change. I believe uh, the Earth goes through cycles. Uh, there's a 150, 200-year cycle that happens that we're literally coming through the end of, going into the end of right now. And uh, it has nothing to do with man-made emissions. Now, yes, we should not pollute. Polluting is bad. But, you know, one, you know, the, there's, there's so many things that go on on this earth that are worse than everything that man is doing. One, you know, explosion, uh, you know, volcano even will produce more um, CO2. The problem is CO2 is great for this planet. Plants grow, right? And they produce more oxygen. It's part of the cycle. Man-made global warming is nonsense. Before you were mentioning like, oh, you like to listen to like a podcast or something and then they'll get religious. So you're like, oh, you can't tune out. I know Alex Jones is a famous figure. What are your thoughts on him? Well, Alex Jones is uh, he has a little bit of good information. He's one of the guys that woke me up. But Alex Jones is a gatekeeper. I, I was on Alex Jones and uh, I woke him up and his entire staff up to Flat Earth and they were really researching it. And then all of a sudden, Alex gets the whole staff together and says, anyone mentions Flat Earth again, they're fired. No one can talk about it. He got the phone call. He's not allowed to talk about some things. And uh, and he willingly does it to stay on the air. So does that make him a gatekeeper or does it just make him an opportunist? I don't know. Either one. I guess the last thing before we end, what about tides? Yeah, tides are interesting. Tides are not tied to the moon, right? It, you know, during a, during a full moon, they're not tied to the gravity of the moon. Because during a full moon, there's a, there's a big high tide. Right. That makes uh, the, the problem is during a new moon, there's not a giant tide. Well, why? Why is that? The moon is still there. It's just not lit up by the sun, according to heliocentrism. Right. Why is there not? Uh, you know, why isn't there a big tide then also? And the answer is the, the tides are very complicated. There's tidal nodes all over the Earth. Um, that there's high tides in really weird places at really at different times. Uh, the 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 whole tidal thing it has to do with the 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 movement of the sun and the moon and their electric wake that they leave. So the current in the in the ocean. Um, some people believe that the water that the earth, the water goes into the north, the north, and then in and out twice a day. Like the earth is almost breathing in the water. The water, the salt water, is like the blood of the earth, the air of the earth. And uh, and there's two tides. There's you know, in in uh, in the inner north, there's tides at 30, 40 feet high. But down on the equator, where uh, in uh, the Maldives, there's a tide like six inches. Okay, so what's going on there? You know, if that was the case, if the moon caused the tides, well, the moon is over the equator. Uh, more, it's closer to the equator than it is to the north. So there should be massive tides there, but there's not. So it has nothing to do with the with the moon. 
again on the flatter sun moon and zodiac clock app there's a a button called what about tides and there's the illustrations there and graphics that really explain what the tides are better than i can do on an audio podcast and then you'll understand what the tides are and what they aren't and i said that's the last question but uh, one more actually if you don't mind Shoot. what you said the moon so what about say a lunar eclipse yeah, so so a lunar eclipse is interesting because they tell us that the sun and the moon um, get into a perfect alignment with the Earth, and the Earth casts a shadow on the moon. But there's been over 50 Seleninian eclipses where the sun and the moon are both above the horizon to the viewer. Well, that means they're not in a line, right? One of them would have to go below the horizon for the moon to make a shadow, and it gets worse than that. The eclipse starts while both the sun and the moon are well above the horizon, but the eclipse comes in from the top. If it was the Earth coming in between them, the Earth would eclipse the moon from the bottom, but it doesn't. It comes in from the top, okay? So that proves that it's not the Earth that's doing it. Now, what does it, what causes the eclipse? We don't have enough time to get into that, but the solar eclipse and the lunar eclipse are not caused by the Earth or by the moon blocking the sun. And on the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app by Blue Water Bay, there's the what about eclipses button and there's a whole bunch of videos in there that google will not serve you well again for the audience david weiss uh from the flat earth podcast thanks for coming out all right thanks check check out my youtube channel d-i-t-r-h all short flat earth videos it's initials for deep inside the rabbit hole d-i-t-r-h my podcast the flat earth podcast the facebook page the flat earth podcast and my instagram the flat earth podcast Sounds good. See a uh, link for that in the description. And is there any final message you want to tell the audience? The message is uh, new information. It's okay to change your mind based on new information. And uh, now that you've heard this, if you don't look into it, it's willful ignorance than just rather ignorance. I was ignorant to all of this before it was introduced to me. I had a choice to look or not to look, right? I thought it was the dumbest thing on earth. I quit my, I had my own company. I, I left my own company. I do this full time because this message is important. Because if we ever get our freedoms back, how long are we going to be able to hold on to it if we're the ones that don't know where we live or who we are? Gotcha. Sounds good. Well, again, thanks for coming out. And this is FM 91.7 WHU stores at the top of the hour. And for more, go to podcasttheway.com, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And as always, deuces. This has been The Way Podcast. If you want to know more about The Way Podcast, go to podcasttheway.com. 